It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Now Sanchez goes up top. catches it, cuts up the field. You can see the breakaway speed. When, when he gets the football in his hands, he's more explosive than people give him credit for. It is episode number 290, which means we're 10 away from 300, which is pretty awesome. Also awesome, despite this game being almost horrendous and uh, terrible to watch throughout the entire time, the Eagles are still 13-3, and and that's a pretty good New Year's Day uh, to start our, uh, our new year in 2018. How about that? John Barchard here with you. Going solo on New Year's Eve, uh, just after a six to nothing loss. But who cares anyway? I mean, it was a it was a game that didn't matter, and we all knew that coming in. Is Eagles still have the first round by all locked up? We are ready for the home field advantage. Although it doesn't really seem like it that much, right? It doesn't seem like a home field advantage when you have Torrey Smith dropping balls in the cold, and it's supposed to be cold, and people perform worse in cold. And yet it doesn't seem like the Eagles are kind of used to that. But that's that's a couple of weeks down the road. We can worry about that. And listen, I don't want to get into, like, all of the different, well, this happened and, you know, Foles had one quarter and he looked really bad and da-da-da-da-da. We, we all know that he did. We all know that there – even if he looked great, there's still not a lot you can take away from in this game. There really isn't. And I know it's still the Dallas starters that went in there, and that's what you're going up against. And for the most part, yeah – 
okay, uh, the offense wasn't clicking that well, and it's just something that you really can't, even if they performed well, it's one quarter. That's why I never understood this throughout the entire week of like, oh, yeah, you got to make sure that they get in a rhythm and, you know, they, they don't need to have that much rust on them for the next two weeks. Well, they're going to have rust on them for the next two weeks, guys. It doesn't, doesn't matter. You know, that's, that's what the craziest part about all this. One quarter is not going to solve any problems at all. Uh, I was, it was very nice to see Sidney Jones out there within the first couple of snaps. That was a good thing to see, and they didn't overuse him. I thought they played him out there perfectly this afternoon, and I'm going to get excited about that as the season goes on. Rasul Douglas, um, yikes, buddy. <laughs> after, after me pining for you, be like, eh, maybe it's time to start. Uh, you know, Rasul Douglas over Jalen Mills didn't have that great of a, of a performance today, and I guess if you're trying to look for one guy moving to safety, it's probably not going to be Jalen Mills. It's probably going to be Rasul Douglas because he has that – Kind of big, lanky body, and he, you know, likes to likes to hit guys, and he certainly hit Des. I mean, despite all of the uh, the bad, uh, you know, and, and granted, it was a, it's a slant pattern that they just kind of let right in there. So I think it's a little more uh, scheme thrown in, and not completely result Douglas's fault. But there was a couple of plays that he left out there. But he was laying the wood. That first hit he had on Des Bryant really made me happy, and that's one thing that result Douglas has always been great at. Uh, one, the recovery time, which is he's kind of like anti-Eric Rowe in that sense because, uh, you know, Rowe could recover, but the separation was, was so far between him that you could never really get back to his spot. Uh, Rusul Douglas is a guy that can do that, so that's a really nice thing to see. And the way he just, you know, the way he moves his body and the way he he plays this, this game, at least uh, through what we've seen so far, I wouldn't mind him getting a couple of looks at safety just to see what it looks like as well. Also, just remember... It's a rookie season with limited snaps, and it takes a while for corners that aren't, you know, the marquee guys that are going to come out there and just light up the world and do all that stuff. So I'm not, I'm not really worried one way or another. But he definitely had some yikes type of plays uh, today. If BLG was here, he'd probably vehemently disagree and say, "Never start that guy again." No, he probably wouldn't say that. But maybe I don't know. Uh, but Rizul Douglas definitely needs to work on some things as he's coming into next season and even. Uh, throughout this next playoff game if they have him in there. But again, Sidney Jones, really excited to see him out there, and I probably got way too overhyped the first couple of snaps that he was. I mean, they they had him press. They had him, you know, step for step, and I forget who he was covering on the outside. I think it was Terrence Williams to start out the game, and you saw what was advertised there in the first couple of moments, and that's all you really wanted to see. It was like, okay, that Achilles is not a problem. He does look healthy, and that is a great sign. Fantastic sign. And I know he got beat on the sluggo and uh, shocking. And I think Matt Daring had the tweet of the day where, you know, you have he pretended like he was it's Corey Unland talking to the rest of the the secondary and goes, OK, uh, so the guy's going to fake this way. Uh huh. OK, got it. And then he's going to pretend to go another way. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. That, that's how the secondary has felt the last couple of weeks. Right? They keep biting on that damn sluggo. Uh, but it, with all that, it's still. I was I was very happy with the young guys in the secondary today, even though there was a couple of blemishes uh, that went in there. I thought they played really strong. And again, the defensive line, even with the rotation, played really strong too. Bo Allen getting into the mix, Chris Long, and Vinny Curry probably had his best, uh, best performance of the year. I, I, I guess we can say between both run and pass and just being balanced. Couple of uh, you know, a couple of penalties uh, with him there too, but just a just a really solid performance from the defense, and that was really nice to see. And how about that? How about Dak Prescott? Just whoo boy! Um, there are a lot of people in Dallas right now, and I'm just going to take this time because it's amazing to see the type of turnaround. I mentioned it 
uh, earlier this week and even earlier pod. Thank God that you're not the Dallas Cowboys right now in their offseason. You know, with all the criticism that we're going to go through in the next two weeks, and it's going to be a long two weeks, there's really no way that we can avoid it. Hell, I'm not going to be able to avoid it either. And I'm probably going to mention it, just like I said, more in this podcast later on. But imagine being the Dallas Cowboys franchise right this moment when you have Jason Garrett, who may or may not be back this year, or at least that they've been looking or that could be, or his name's been mentioned in a couple of other places. Dak Prescott, who continued to look like the regressing part of his game today, came out again today. That was the most amazing thing that I've ever seen for the the amount of hype, and I knew this going into this offseason, and a lot of people did too, is that Dak Prescott isn't a bad quarterback, but the, the, the problem is the overhype that has happened with this kid. There is no way for him to go anywhere but back down, and I don't know if this is, this is he's probably somewhere in the middle, but this might just be him right here, you know? And uh, we had that kind of panic a little bit last year with Wentz and, there was a lot of us who defended it, and then and we you know came out on top. It's unfortunately that that ACL is going to keep reminding us of of uh, <laughs> what has been lost this season, especially in games like this in the past couple of weeks here. But uh, I can't imagine having that conversation again this off season, where you're going, "Wow, um, this team is is a mediocre once again. It is uh, sh- it is it's semi happy because you beat backups." The final year uh, or the final game of the season, which is kind of a role reversal from what happened here just one year ago. Uh, And all of uh, that's kind of like my favorite part of the new year coming in. When we looked at this game last year and we looked at these two teams when they were, you know, back to back. And you just said, man, there is there is a lot of people that said there is no way that this Eagles team is going to be anywhere close to this Dallas Cowboys team. They're just so far ahead. You've got, you know, the best quarterback running back duo in the league, and they're not going anywhere. And then they were here, and then they're not great. You know, I know Zeke got suspended, and he's been back for the last couple of weeks, and him just crying in his towel after they missed that field goal. Salut. I mean, that is nothing that the Eagles have to deal with right now. One, more importantly, because they have a playoff game to get ready for. And it's a, it's a much different situation than a healthy Dak that's you know going to face a healthy Aaron Rodgers and lose in the divisional round to a shootout. It is now you got to rely on one of your backup quarterbacks to kind of steal you a win more or less in the divisional round to try and get you into the uh, you know the NFC Championship game. And I know it's always stupid and, it, and it, fan bases always get criticized for looking at it like this, but I'm just going to go ahead and say it anyway. The Eagles have won a playoff game. That's the bonus of getting this by here. you know. And they've proven that they can beat playoff teams when they're fully healthy. So I'm, I'm fine with this, and I'm still 100% happy with this season. That's my message to you today is no matter what happens after this, this is, this is a phenomenal year. I know we're all craving for that Super Bowl. It's going to come someday, and it's probably going to come with this quarterback behind it. Uh, as long as there's no other uh, blip-ups that happen in the offseason and his IT band is a lot worse and stuff I don't even want to think about. But you just go, and even if it is a little worse, uh, I looked at a lot of different injuries and in today kind of solidified why I'm going to be okay with Carson Wentz and his health next year. I look at Sidney Jones, who fought his way back last April and is standing on a football field in January. That's amazing. You know, and and for an athlete that is that is that sound, and so is Carson Wentz. Like that's when you I gotta have total faith in 
everything's going to be fine as long as nobody really pushes anything outside of their limits and nothing actually happens. Sidney Jones is such a great story. You know, I'm just happy that he's back here on the field today. Uh, and just to go back to that for a moment, because uh, he really is something special. And if he gets his feet a little wet here, I really do think he could be uh, a difference maker next season. And maybe, maybe he makes uh, one or two big plays to help this team get to the next round, whoever comes in on that divisional round. And that's the other beauty part about this. We get to sit back, relax, and just see what happens and see what spits out of this thing. Because there is a part of me that the, the psychology of this thing could really work for the Eagles at some point. They are not going to sit here with the last three games where they go, all right, this means something. It doesn't mean a ton. They had already clinched the division. They know they're in a playoff spot. Can they get that first round by against the Giants? Yeah, they can. Okay, great. Now, if they go in and if they beat the Raiders, that would be wonderful. And then they don't have to worry about anything the next week. And that's when you can really turn it on if they desperately needed, if they needed to win against Dallas and they didn't need to. I do think there's that mentality that is still like, okay, there's only so many times you can tell a team that has already won so many games, okay, this one is for real. This is this is the real dance here. Uh, there is a playoff mentality. There is that bite. There is that knowledge knowing that they can get to the championship game with one win. With one win. You know, I know it's I know it's incredibly hard to seek, sink anybody's teeth in it, but as mentally, that's that's what I think is going to happen uh, once they actually can turn the switch on. And I kind of want the Rams to come through here because I will happily for the entire week build the storyline that the Rams had no respect for the Philadelphia Eagles because they didn't care where they if they went to Minnesota or if they went to. Uh, Philadelphia to try and screw around with the seedings and however that works. Now, there's still things to be solved, and I'm recording this before you know <laughs> the Seahawks have played and the Atlanta's played, and there's still seedings to be made here. But I'm kind of rooting for a Rams come into Philadelphia to be like, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't care about who you face, then I hope this defense and the rest of the squad makes you care who you face. Uh, and, and that's something that I think could work to win another playoff game and have them carry on. So that's all we got to do. We got to enjoy the champagne. We got to enjoy uh, the New Year's Day bowls. We got to enjoy just the uh, just the just the the ride of this thing, and see where it takes us. Now, all of that being said, who doggy? I uh, if you were looking for something to get put together uh, this week between Nick Foles between Nate Studfeld, I mean it wasn't there for me, gang. I don't know if it was there for you or not. Um, and here's something that I'll say, because I know that it's already starting to happen. And I think I saw Elliot Shore Parks tweet something out about it. And there's nothing wrong with asking it because I don't think there's any difference. I don't think there's, there is a difference between Nick Foles. And I don't think there's a difference between Nate Sudfeld other than experience. There are flawed quarterbacks. That's what they are. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not advocating that Nate Sudfeld should go out there and start because that is not going to happen. It's just not. Nick Foles will be your starter throughout this thing, and I know it gives us the shivers, and if he has a really bad performance or he throws four interceptions in a row, maybe that's the only time that you would see, like, okay, maybe uh, maybe we'll <laughs> maybe we'll take a look at the kid from Indiana for, for this quarter and just see what happens after that. What really is going to change 
And it, it's just solidified now. And it's something that you already know. It's not. It's nothing any different. What is going to change is you're going to see a lot more running game. It's just it has to happen. Um, and I think for uh, even today, that offensive line is still raring to go and it's ready to rock and roll. So I want to see it at, at full strength, full health with Wisniewski in there with a couple of the other Pro Bowl linemen that uh, you know that were still out there today. And um, I, I think you'll see that. I, you know, they didn't have Jay Ajayi, and they still were able to move the ball pretty well. Uh, we can worry about some of the other matchups that come along, like would, that, would I want them to do against the, against Minnesota? No, I, I don't. I, I think that would be a terrible game plan. But sometimes you just have to do what's best anyway and force them into it, and that might be your best chance. It is not for Nick Foles or Nate Sudfeld to throw uh, a, a, a ton. But they might have to, and that's the other realization here too. Is we, I, I never want to get into a conversation as we inch towards the playoffs of please run the football just because, you know. And I know we've had that we've had that argument all single year as a this is what is going to win football games type of thing. That's an overall philosophy. I still don't agree with that. You still have to pass. It is not you know the eighties anymore. It's not the seventies. It's not even the the late to mid nineties. Like it's. I know that we've had the wonderful comparisons of all the the, the Earl Morals and you know uh, your Jeff Hostetlers and things like that. It's not a league where you can, and it's, it's certainly not a, a a time where you can just pass seventeen to eighteen times. It's just not going to happen. You have to be able to move the ball that way. Now, frankly, the other thing that concerned me was like you know, all right, Tory Smith dropping dropping wide open footballs from Nick Nick Foles. That's what becomes so much more important throughout this this process is everyone else has to play perfect around Nick Foles. And and that's where it has to alleviate itself. And I know that old adage is, please don't play outside yourself. Well, you kind of have to. You're going to have to do that. And I think Ajayi and everyone around the offense is going to have to step up his game. I don't know if you can do that any more defensively than they already have. Like it would, Of course, you can always play above your head in the secondary, but I think if the defense continues to do what it does and there is a boost from somebody on the offense – then you can start talking about hope and chances and and all of that. Uh, there will be would-you-rather conversations today because I thought Nate Sudfeld looked okay for coming in there. Much better than, and he was right, the, all the hype, and this is, again, something that we were reluctant to buy into for a very long time, especially in the first part of this year. When, when coaches would tell us something, I would be like, yeah, let's see, uh, let's wait and see on that. You know, when when Frank Wright comes out and says, like, hey, Nate Sudfeld's turning heads, you tend to pause every now and again, right? You tend to go, okay, that's great. But I've seen the tape from Indiana. I've also seen his, his pregame. It's not the most spectacular thing in the world. And then he got out there and he looked comfortable. And that's that's the most important thing that I was looking for. He looked comfortable and he's a little mobile. Sure, the throws aren't exactly there all the time, but at least they're – uh, they got a little more zip on him, in my opinion. The arm strength is a little better than Nick Foles, uh, and that's great. The only problem is the experience, and you could see sometimes when he was taking sacks, like, you know, all right, throw those away, maybe not try to move out of the pocket there. Uh, you miss some throws, too. So, you know, you're going to trade one thing for another, whether it's inexperience or or one of the one of the things is not, it's not going to work out. There is no perfect situation between those two guys. Here's my only wild theory. If – and it's not going to happen. Let's just say this right now. Uh, if you were trying to decide between these quarterbacks, there is a part of me that would go, okay, why not go with Sudfeld? And here's my reasons why. And it's certainly not because, you know, he's a much better quarterback than Nick Foles. 
these guys have prepared for Nick Foles and Carson Wentz, really. No one really has tape on Nate Sudfeld. And although you're a rookie quarterback and you don't need to have much tape because the the thing that you're going to try to do if you are an oppos- opposing team, if that's the Rams or the Saints or whoever that comes in here, you're going to go, let's just blitz the hell out of them or at least do the same things that we would with Nick Foles, keep seven or eight in the box, let them, you know, let him, let's just let this kid beat him with his arm. They're going to do the same thing with Nick. The only difference is Nate might be able to surprise you with a couple of things. You know, if he, if he can connect on a deep ball and go, ah, crap, now we can't really do that or or whatever. I would kind of, if if you were uh, playing a little 3D chess here, and, and, and again, they're not going to do this. This is just my theory. There's not a lot of tape on him, so why not surprise him a little bit? Because it's not like you are, you're not talking about a season, and you're not certainly not talking about, um, you know, even a big stretch of games. You're really talking about three football games. You're talking about the divisional round, the, the the championship game, and then also the Super Bowl. So if you can almost come out, you know, like, oh, this is a right-handed fighter. Oh, my God, it's, it's actually a southpaw. Now now what do we do? And, and and it might win you a football game, then fine. Then I, I'd be okay with that theory because there is nothing that I feel confident either way with Nick Foles or Nate Sudfeld. I really don't. Uh, I, I think that people know exactly what Nick does and doesn't do, and I think – Doug knows Nick, what Nick can and can't do yet. I don't know if they know what Nate can or can't do yet. And I know it's a weird theory, but like we're, we're really getting into the minutia of, of this stuff. Um, if, if that's one way to try and go and surprise some teams, then yeah, I would try and do it. I don't, I don't see the difference that much, other, again, other than experience between what those two would be able to bring to uh, the football field, and if you're if you're looking for one thing over the other, Nate Sudfeld definitely has a little more mobility than Nick Foles, and that's and but that could be true of of literally anybody. Uh, I think I can, might be able to outrun him, or BLG might be able to outrun him uh, when that's happening there. But uh, I, Nick Foles is going to start your playoff game, and that's where we just kind of go, okay, you know, somebody's going to have to step up here. Somebody's going to have to be the guy. And maybe it's got to be Nick Foles, too. You know, I, there's nothing wrong with saying that. I think that we are, we tend to coddle him for whatever reason because, yeah, listen, he is a backup. And I don't expect him to suddenly become this starter-level guy that is going to blow us all away and have a, a, a QB controversy into the offseason. That's not his job. His job is to hold the glue together while they're trying to figure everything everything else out. That's really it. So I, 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 think it's, I think we get to a point where it's almost unreasonable that we expect Nick Foles to seamlessly run this offense again. And even though I don't think... As much as uh, I, I probably said it already, I don't think you should adjust the offense a ton, but maybe just keep riding that hot hand. And, you know, if a Jai's six yards, seven yards, six yards, ten yards, keep the ball in his hand until they stop you. And then move on to something else or he gets tired or whatever. You know, I, I and I think that's in Doug somewhere. And really, I don't think they were running anything crazy this game either. Uh, this was just a, a, a show-me type of game of like, hey, let's let's just warm it up and see what we got. These Those are plays that they've been running for a long time. There isn't anything different uh, that's happening there. And 
Um, you know, I, I'm I'm hopeful that it is, and this is just this is what's crazy. We're talking about a playoff game, and we're struggling for hope on how to win it. It's so Philadelphia, isn't it? But it, uh, I, I I still kind of believe that they're going to adjust something. They have a few more surprises uh, built around Nick Foles for the next couple of weeks that they can work on. You know, starting you know Monday, they'll they'll just start to implement some stuff see who's going to come to them uh, the next week and just prepare for it that way based on, you know, strengths and weaknesses and things like that. So I, I don't know, gang, like there's not a, there's not a ton to take away uh, from this football game other than everybody stayed healthy, which is great. I thought Sydney again, Sydney Jones coming back was great. We all know why Razul Douglas obviously wasn't starting over Jalen Mills and he's still got a lot of things to clean up, but I still love his game and I, I think he just needs a little more time. Um, I, uh, I, I think that there is so much to be hopeful for, uh, not only into the division round, but in for next season, because I am starting to look at the timelines of, of all of these different teams. And I look in at Adam Schefter right now saying that, uh, Texans GM Rick Smith, who is taking leave effective immediately, uh, well, because he's taking to his wife, excuse me, so I should cut that out. I, I thought that there was going to be a firing coming uh, going here, so uh, never mind. But more to my point is uh, there is uh, so many jobs on the line, and by the time that you hear this or have already heard this by Monday, there's going to be so many firings and so many different takes going on of where this direction of this team should go. And uh, you know whether that means Jim Schwartz is going to move on to the Giants or not, I think his name's being mentioned, and I don't think he's really getting any, any interviews out of this, to be honest. I, I, I think this is all for all for show, just like <laughs> to keep his name in the mix of everything. I, I really do think they're going to go with a guy like, you know, John Fox or something like that in New York. Just to see everything crumble around has is going to be so entertaining this week, you know. We're we're going to argue about all the small stuff, and I think some of it is valid and great, and I, I, I honestly just don't think it's for today because it's whatever. There's, Like I said, you can't take much out of this one way or the other. Anything that you were convinced of in the beginning of this uh, season or this game has all been pretty much confirmed for us, which is including Nick Foles. Like, we know what he is. We know what he is. I'm, I'm almost tired of talking about it. You know, I, I just I uh, what good does it t- to tell me or to tell you, hey, I don't think Nick Foles is going to win a playoff game. You kind of already have that sinking feeling. You want to talk about Nate Sudfeld starting it? Yeah, I don't think you're crazy. And I know people are going to get upset about that, too. You, you stop being upset about it. And that's not really because Nate Sudfeld is some like humongous god or anything. It's just because, you know, there isn't there really isn't that much of a, of a difference here. And it's only and listen, it's only three quarters, too. So he could completely fall apart the same way that Nick Foles could after throwing four touchdowns and be like, everything's going to be okay. It's just not a good situation either way. Uh, Don't be blinded by the light in in either case, but at the same time, like, I'm not going to get mad if you think that Nate Sudfeld should be starting. I tell you what, ooh, I think BLG's calling in right now. Oh, my God, it is BLG calling in. Hey, BLG coming in because it's, uh, well, first of all, we're going to pop some champagne in a a few hours here, but... uh, I think he wanted to uh, just be on episode 290 and get his and get his takes out. Is BLG? Are you freezing your butt off or what? Well, I'm I'm still okay here in the press box, but I mean, I'm sure I'm going to be freezing when I I leave here. And yeah, we're going to be popping some champagne clearly because there's just so much to celebrate here after the uh, the Eagles 
lost to the Dallas Cowboys six to zero. Wow, positivity is just, is is flowing flowing through it. After I, I just spent like twenty five minutes explaining to everybody, like, hey, you know, it is what it is. It's not going to be that kind of podcast where it's uh, where I'm just going to be railing Nick Foles, even though it's kind of what I want to do. But let let it out, BLG. I mean, it was that's what oh, you're yeah, thinking. That's why you brought me in. Yeah, exactly. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta oh, take. God. By the way, if you haven't listened to it already, I've never seen a man get more upset at, uh, in a radio station. Uh, go to go to go to the thirty three oh eight mark of uh, the WIP show from Saturday. If you want to hear BLG get really fired up, very impressive stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not there I, to me, BLG. There was nothing that you were going to be able to take away, good or bad, in this game, even if it was for one quarter. But I mean, what did you take away of anything? Well, I mean, like, if you heard my rant on WIP, I mean, was I wrong? <laughs> like, was, no. Was anything I, mean, I said wrong? I mean, nope, that's, sure that's where the frustration is. I mean, it's just it, you get these people who, you know, like point to things that just don't matter, aren't relevant. I mean, you're talking about how he's 27-2 and two, or he's the Pro Bowl MVP, or you're just bringing up all these stats or like his, his starting record. I mean, you just have to look at what you're getting right now, and it's not good enough. He had a, he had a passer rating of 9.3 against the Cowboys, against the defense that ranks 22nd overall by DVOA, a defense that is going to have their coordinator fired. It sounds like Rod Marinelli, according to Ian Rappaport, isn't going to be back. And it's just a team that had nothing to play for. I mean, that's just a pathetic outing by all accounts. And, and people are going to make excuses like they always do. They're going to say, oh, Torrey Smith dropped a pass or whatever. But I mean, the reality is he just didn't play well. I mean, he's seeing the same issues. He's throwing behind guys. The accuracy isn't there. He's not making good decisions. He's not seeing the field well enough. He's, he takes forever to get the ball out. It's just, there's just nothing inspiring there. And it's at the point where we saw Nate Sunfeld today. And yeah, and I don't think it's going to happen, but you're almost, I mean, how do you not at least like think about it a little bit? Like, well, Nate Sunfeld actually went out there and he was playing with backup offensive linemen and backup wide receivers against most of the Cowboys starting defense still. And he looked, he managed to look better. I mean, you look at his stats, they're not great, but I think he only had five incompletions and he, he threw for like 134 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. He made a couple of nice throws in there and you know, it's, it's like, and then, and then at, at the same time, I put the poll out during the game, which of course got a lot. I mean, I got ratioed super <laughs> yeah. hard on that yeah, big tweet. Time. Yeah. I, I knew it was going to happen, but I mean, seriously though, it's, but here's the thing with that. I mean, like this is a special opportunity for them. I mean, they're, they're going to be at home and if they win, they will be at home again before they play in the Super Bowl. If you know, they somehow go on a run here. I mean, it, it's not going to probably end well if you did it, but I mean, do you have to get desperate there and like try to sign someone like like Romo or Kaepernick? Because I mean, this is a window that you don't get often. And I think to just go into the playoffs with Nick Foles and just knowing he could play like this, I mean, that's just incredibly depressing and uninspiring. It's just like, well, we knew this was going to happen. And then you, you get blown out in the first round at home. And it feels like you didn't even go down without a fight. Yeah. And, and listen, I mean, there is, there's an argument to be made there. I don't know if, I mean, I get where they're coming from. If you were going to make a decision on any, first of all, an outside signing, you should have done that weeks ago. Uh, something that probably yeah, would have... Foles has been, I think, worse than they could have even imagined. Right, which is which is why, be, right before you came on, is why I said you're probably going to hear a couple of takes on, well, why not Nate Sudfeld starting the divisional playoff round? And I'm going to go, that's not crazy to say. Like people are going to poo-poo that, but it's, oh, it's not, not. It's not. And, and it, in the same way that I also said, it's also just three quarters 
of football for a quarterback that I didn't think was very good coming into the season, and I didn't understand why, first of all, Washington wanted him and then why the Eagles protected him. But there, at least there is a little more mobility. At least there's a little more rhythm to the rhyme. And here, here's my theory, PLG. Let me tell you. T- tell me if I'm crazy. You have three games to win now. There is no tape on Nate Sudfeld. There's tape on Nick Foles. Yeah. They know exactly what to do. I, that 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 was my only argument for that is mobility, and they don't exactly know what this kid does. Yeah, here's my thing on Sudfeld. What I was thinking about. I mean, like Foles is gone after the season. Like he is. He just is. Again, I've said it time and time again. You can't release him straight up, but you can trade him for a savings of. 5.2 million. And I just think they have to do that. Even if it's like for a conditional late round pick, cause you need those cap savings and you just can't afford to pay that. I think. And if you know, so what are you really getting out of that? If you're even starting him in the playoff game, knowing he's not going to be back after the season, that just, I mean, you're only starting him if you feel like he gives you the best chance to win. And that's, that might be the case here, but if he doesn't, or if it's close, I mean, why not start Sudfeld? Because they at least like they like his long-term potential. Probably not as a starter, obviously Carson's here, but as a guy maybe who can be his backup or or something. And I mean, just aesthetically too, it always comes back to that for me. Just yeah, like just, it's so it's yeah, so the eye, hard. Yeah, the eye test was jaw-droppingly like, it's, oh, okay. It's terrible. Yeah, it's not. It's just like miserable. It just you're just. There's no level of enjoyment, I think, for anyone watching that. I mean, even Cowboys fans must be watching Nick Foles and just be like, oh, God, turn it off. I mean, they already have their own Nick Foles and Dak Prescott, but that's another story. Yeah, and there could be a – yeah, oh, man, how about that? That made me that made me very happy today to see that. sailing He's terrible. Sailing man. Dak Prescott He's passes. Been terrible. Yeah, just been looking awful this entire time. But, you know, and that's – And he's going to get the Eagles backups. That's one thing, like <laughs> – I think like if you want to take anything positive out of this game, but the backups played pretty well against the Cowboys starters. Well, and you mentioned it already, too. I was just mentioning the carousel that's about to happen this week, and we can kind of all sit back and enjoy every single different situation. That's going to be completely different than the Eagles one, and we're here worrying about the minutia of a lot of different stuff, albeit, you know, listen, the quarterback position is very important, and, you know, Wentz isn't going to be here, and that's going to make us cry for a long time. But the fact that they're going to decide to fire Rod Marinelli, who – if James was on here, he'd be flipping out and be like, you got to be kidding me. But I, I, I am, I, I agree with him. It's like, you're going to fire the best coach on that squad and keep Jason Garrett because you paid him. You owe him $18 million more. That's fantastic. You know, that's if the Jim Schwartz things happens, bring him on. I, I don't want a Tampa two in here, but Rod Marinelli can coach these guys up anytime that they want to. I'm, I'm all for that. Well, I mean, the Cowboys are keeping the remaining 2016 Coach of the Year, Jason Garrett. So, I mean, that's, a, that's an obvious no-brainer for them. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens with the Schwartz thing. There's a lot of talk that, I mean, Schefter said he's a favorite. Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk has really been strongly hinting that Schwartz could lay in there. Uh, I think Gary Myers from the New York Daily News had said that uh, that's not as likely to happen well, you know, oh good so gets my read on it too I, th- I think it's all horseshit to be honest with you there's always conflicting information with this stuff but let's just say he does go there i mean the eagles are going to have some options here for their defensive coordinator it could be marinelli and you could be the gus bus bringing him back because he only signed a one-year deal with the chargers so he's going to be a free agent and uh, uh spags i think spags is probably just going to be the guy honest let's be honest they wanted him before Schwartz, so i mean like that's probably just going to happen. And he's probably going to be out. I mean, especially if they hire Schwartz there. So, 
Um, well, and I think that's a, it's a saving grace, too, because I know a lot of people wouldn't, wouldn't be, like, ecstatic about Spags being here, but that yeah. ag- aggressive Jim Johnson style, I think uh, people are kind of been wanting for the past couple of weeks. So, you know, that's a, a little bit of a positive, I guess, if if that goes down. But, yeah, man, I mean, I, overall, it's just kind of – the, the hope to me comes into, all right, you, 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 it's not anymore about – do they have to adjust the offense? Now they have to. Now it has to go through somebody else, and, they, and, well, I mean, and everybody else is to play it at, at a different level. What are they supposed to adjust, though? I keep hearing that. Like, I don't know what that like. If there's a wide receiver open and the quarterback can't hit him, like I don't know how, what you need to do. Like, oh yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I, I literally mean in terms of like you have to try and make him only throw 25 times a game. And that might listen. Yeah, that mean, that game plan might be thrown out in the first eleven minutes of the football game, but I think you just yeah. have to, you know, it, boring ass football to win a Super Bowl is going to have to be their game plan. Run the ball fifty times. I mean, the thing about that, James and I, I think we we're talking about this yesterday in the WIP show, is that Carson was such a big factor in the running game, not only because of his threat to keep the ball on play action or or whatever, or in the the run pass options there, but just his ability to get the team into run looks, you know, and make audibles at the line of scrimmage and kind of read the defense. Like, Fola, this doesn't, it's not the same. And, to, you know, to, well, it doesn't, fairness to everyone. BLG, it doesn't happen. Carson's strength. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen at all while Nick Foles is on the field. That's the one thing I've noticed the last two games, and I was about to bring it up at the end. Shockingly, like, that is, that's huge. That is a, forget everything else. Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't seen it once. He hasn't checked out anything. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's so limited what you can do with him. He's just such a limited player. This is, I was arguing with <laughs> my man Rasheen on WIP, and this is what my argument always comes down to with Nick Foles. It's everything that, <clears throat> it, it's the whole debate for me. It's the whole argument. It's what does he do well? And I asked that, and Rasheen was like silent for two seconds. And that's that's where I win right there because it's, he doesn't do anything well. Like, there's nothing that he brings that's anything special or just anything inspiring that you can kind of hang your hat on. You know what I mean? And and at least with Sudfeld today, you saw some of that mobility. He had that 22 yard run, which is probably like one of the. I think it's probably the second best play we saw at the link. The yeah. first being that Donnie Jones punt to the one yard line, coffin just, corner, you know, baby tells you. Yeah. Oh man, but um, yeah. So it's just. It's just so uninspiring, and I don't get why people just rush to defend him. I mean, after this game, people are still going to be talking about there's penalties and there's a Tory Smith drop. But like, it, and here's the other thing I want to say real quick about the the Sudfeld Pulse thing. I mean, the reality is it, it doesn't matter. Probably, you know what I mean? Like, it's a it's a pointless debate. Like you're you're rearranging uh, the, the the chairs in the Titanic, as they say. So, <laughs> God uh, Almighty, the just, Titanic! At least give us give us a fighting chance, uh, like you know something in the Spanish Armada. Or, I don't know. Good Lord, the Titanic! Well, yeah, like, yeah, it's. I mean, it's just you know we we've been talking about you. You said it well, Johnny. The, uh, after the Eagles won last week, just they've had these like super uninspiring wins to you know to to you know they win the division and Carson gets hurt and they clinch a first round bye and the defense just blows up and it's terrible and then they clinch home or the number one seed and it's just the worst fashion ever and now they're just they're going into the playoffs having a shutout loss at home it's just, where the starting quarterback has a passer rating of nine it's just like <laughs> oh man what kind of season like how did this season happen it went from such a high high to a a low, a low, low. yeah. Too. Well, that's what I mean. It has to be the ugliest Super Bowl win ever. That's the thing that matches up with the rest of that. So at least that's what you're 
hanging your hopes down. Uh, BLG, I'm going to see you later on tonight, but I want your 2018 uh, resolution starting right now. Oh, I, g- I gave this to you on WIP, but I'm, so I'm going to repeat it. Um, it's just that, honestly, I just I think the resolution is to to not watch Nick Foles again after the <laughs> season because it's just it's not good for my health. It's not good for for anyone. So they got to get they got to trade him after the season. They just oh, they will. They, and they will. can't bring him back. <laughs> I, yeah, I pro- just like Ja, they will there. There will eventually be no more. So that I can promise you. Uh, on that note, too, my 2018 resolution will also be. Can we stop acting like you're off the bandwagon if you criticize Nick Foles this week or if you don't feel like they're going to win? You know, like, come on, come on. We know you don't feel like that either. But at the same time, it doesn't mean you're not an Eagles fan. We're going to be right back here through every thick and thin of this thing. Uh, uh, There's no other teams that we would obviously cover or root for or give our opinions on. That's why we... Kind of started this podcast in the first place, and to everybody that's kind of all getting split up about it, it is, it is. I, I want this team to win. I want them to prove us all wrong. I want Nick Foles to hoist the Super Bowl trophy, even though I don't think Jack Fritz or <laughs> or, or BLJ have have weird notions about that. But nonetheless, at the end of the day, <laughs> we we would take the championship. So uh, we will leave it at that. Uh, it, once again, thanks to everybody who has supported us again this year. It's been a crazy, weird, awesome year for everybody and uh from hosting a a christmas party for with larry poff on stage to having tailgates now this season and uh i guess we can kind of hint at what i'm tr- we're trying to come together right now which is we're going to try and take the podcast on the road y'all we i mean that's our resolution for the podcast itself in 2018 so you know tennessee jacksonville uh, all the stuff that's pretty much out there already. We've got to work on dates, obviously, and wait for the schedule to come out. But we want to take this thing on the road and just blow it up uh, this this next year. So we got a lot of fun things planned. And uh, we hope that Nick Foles brings home a Super Bowl because that would be fun. Because then we would just put a – we're going to put a – take a Winnebago BLG and just put a mocked Lombardi trophy wherever we go and uh, just say Nick Foles did this and, and we will have a ton of fun doing it. So – um, you know, thank thank you to everyone who has supported us and continues to do that. Uh, and for myself, I am John Barchard. That is BLG. We're going to wrap it up here on episode 290, the BGN Radio podcast, right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. Happy New Year. Stretch your hand and I'm going to chop it off. How dare you ask for a favor from your boss's boss? Shrimp, scampi, angel head noodles, white wine sauce, Rwanda and a Ross, reload the Nina Ross. Settle metal when I'm focused on the green Dinero. Hocus pocus, Gucci locus, cake with bacon soda. Cake for soldiers moving weight from Maine to Nova Scotia. Bang revolvers, problem solvers, that and pain the mothers. Lost a child, clips from play when they hear the loud. Nightmares, walking dead, cause they sleep dead. You either sheep or shit, be scared and cut to pieces. I lust for custom coops with the honey mustard features. Butterfly doors, a whore that makes wine or sober. Her beauty stunning, plus she funny, that's the proper order. Head nods and cat calls, cuz it's pops in order. Yeah, I'm stuck in all the world, is my stage show. Dallas streets cruising around about 4 a.m.